It's time for your weekly dose of nostalgia with the 80s and 90s Uncensored. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about the case of Michael Bolton versus Kenny G. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> romance for you this week. Look, I, 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 I'm going to say it, and I know I speak for you too, is I like Michael Bolton and Kenny G, and I like them even better when they do duets. And you know you do too. Because here's the thing. We might, when we were younger, maybe we didn't really dig them because we were kind of young. But now that the adult contemporariness has caught up with us, we totally like them. And it's super romantic Valentine's Day action, right? If you're playing Michael Bolton, Kenny G duet, uh, dude, with your wife and you're getting a little wine, you got a fire going, the lights are low, maybe a little candlelight with some with some Kenny G and Michael Bolton duet action, you know you're going to get some nookie. The sad thing is she actually likes Michael Bolton. So that probably yeah. would work. But it would work. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, luckily, I don't need no Michael Bolton for me, buddy. When I walk into a room, the music just kind of plays naturally in the air from the aura of being around me. Yeah, it doesn't so, sound like Kenny G. When you walk into work, that's what plays. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I got a natural sound tack. <laughs> so, so yeah, I guess with that, I've got Kenny G, you've got Michael Bolton. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. And, and don't, you're shaking your head like you don't like them, but you do. And you can lie to me, but just don't lie to yourself. Uh, I'm not lying to me. I'm not lying to you. And I'm definitely not lying to our audience. I would never lie to the 80s and 90s uncensored audience. Come on. <laughs> it's all truth over here. All truth. All right. Well, like to kick your Valentine's Day off, uh, if this is coming, I think it's coming a little before Valentine's Day, isn't it? Yeah, I think this is going out uh, a couple days Day before. before. So we're going to kick it off with some Michael Bolton, some Kenny G. <laughs> you So you want to Kenny G it up or you want me to Michael Bolton it up? Oh, gosh. I don't know on this one. Um, I'll go first this time, I guess. All right. So, Kenneth G, and that's not his name. It's a, actually, it is Kenneth. <laughs> Kenneth Bruce Gorlek, to be exact. Kenneth G. So, uh, he's like can, a Game of Thrones character, man. Yeah, it kind of makes sense that he just decided to go by Kenny G with his stage name. He was born in Seattle, actually. He's, he's from our hood. He uh, sold more than 75 million records. Just playing that saxophone, listening to the music. Something he started doing in 1966 when he was 10 years old. Uh, he played uh, in a couple bands growing up when he was 17 and still in high school. He actually was in a sideman for Barry White's Love Unlimited Orchestra in 1973. Here's something interesting, too. Went to the University of Washington here in Seattle. Studied accounting. Graduated with a Phi Beta Kappa and Magna Cum Laude, and uh, really could be an accountant. Uh, all he needs to do is pass the CPA. So if the uh, whole music thing doesn't work out, he's got the accountant thing to fall back on, which is good. Yeah, that's why you go to college, kids. That's right, kids. So you might want to be an actor, you might want to be a musician, but do something like accountant. So you get an education. That's right. Good stuff. Um, then played in a few other bands and stuff. 
and signed as a solo artist in 1982 to Arista Records. After President Clive Davis heard his rendition of Dancing Queen by ABBA. So uh, apparently he does a good rendition of Dancing Queen. His first album reached number 10 on the Billboard Jazz Charts, followed up with G-Force in and Gravity in May, both which went platinum, selling millions of copies. And I'm not going to go into all, all the albums. Basically, throughout the 80s, 90s, and even to today, he's still releasing albums. To date, he's got 18 albums released, plus one greatest hit compilation, and has contributed to multiple film soundtracks, including Dying Young, The Bodyguard, and even most recently in the um, SpongeBob SquarePants movie. <laughs> he was SpongeBob SquarePants movie? What? Yep, yep. He did a song for SpongeBob SquarePants. He's, of course, worked with basically everybody, Patti LaBelle, Aretha Franklin, George Benson, your boy, Michael Bolton. Uh, they did some duets together and even toured together. And he has, he had, he doesn't anymore, but in 1997, set the Guinness Book World of Records for longest note held on a saxophone by holding the E-flat for 45 minutes and 47 seconds, a record that was broken in 2000. Didn't he use some special breathing, like, breathing technique for that? Yep. So it's a technique where it basically allows him to breathe in and breathe out at the same time. The thing that stopped him at 45 minute mark was that all the like slobber and crap in, in the, was building up in the, in the saxophone. And that's basically what stopped him from holding it longer. I don't know why he hasn't tried to beat the He should try to beat the record and see if he can do 50 minutes. Do, do it for an hour. Do it, Kenny. Yep. You can do it, Kenny. You can do it. I heard he, according to some measures, he actually has the best-selling Christmas album of all time. Really? I didn't find that in my research. Yeah. So mm. he even beat out Mariah Carey in the same year. So mm. Ma Mariah Carey's all like, I'm the queen of Christmas. And then, but Kenny G's like, if if Mariah is the queen of Christmas, then Kenny G is the king. Mm. That oh. must be Miracles, the holiday album. Yeah. Peaked at number one in the Billboard 2000 Net Contemporary Jazz Albums. Overall, best-selling Christmas holiday album in the United States for 1994-1996, selling nearly 3 million copies. Okay, so not all time, but... As, no, as of November 2014, the album has sold 7.3 million copies. So it doesn't really say... It's, it's eighth platinum... Yeah, might be, might might not be. I guess I could. Yeah, in any case, though, Kenny G's got Christmas creds for Shizzle. He's yeah. totally got Christmas album creds. If you go toe to toe with the Queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey, in the same year, and you outsell her, you won. And and I'm I'm not I'm supposed to not be supporting your guy here, but I gotta I gotta call that out. I okay. noticed you are. Thanks, Mariah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Kenny G, Kenny G and Christmas. My, I remember one year my mother got me a Kenny G CD for Christmas, 
And it wasn't the Christmas album. I don't remember which one it was, but I remember like, I, I do, I remember saying like, why did you get me this? Like, what, what makes you think I would like this? And she, and she was like, well, you like that kind of music. And I'm like, what, what makes you think I like this kind of music? <laughs> and like, I had to check myself. Cause I'm like, okay. She was trying to be nice and get me a something, you know? And I'm like, okay, sure. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody likes Kenny G music. It's just some of us are, admit it and some of us don't that cd went to the cd exchange place and i traded it for something and you're whatever whatever you want to tell yourself brother okay so michael bolton was actually not bolton he he was born michael bolotin which is a russian last name but he Mm. changed the bolton for his state stage name and it's interesting because he sold almost as approximately the same amount of records over 75 million records recorded eight top 10 album albums, two number one singles on the billboard charts, six American music awards and two Grammys. So all the, all the haters who are going to say, I don't like Michael Bolton, 75 million records and all that, all that, all those, all that stuff didn't happen just because a small subset of middle-aged women were buying Michael Bolton albums. There's a lot of dudes buying Michael Bolton albums. You can't have those numbers and tell me that's not true. So just start admitting that you like Michael Bolton and you, you, you love his entire catalog. Just start doing it. Yeah. But how many, how many like were women, how many were men? Uh, of those Michael Bolton, like if you go to a Michael Bolton concert, what, what's the what's the breakdown to be male to female there? But here's the deal: the concert is different because concert is like you're actually showing up and you're seen there. You go buy a Michael Bolton album, nobody knows you bought that album. Maybe the checkout person does, but nobody else knows. So you can't. That's not an apples to apples comparison. Okay. All right. Because Keep- most dudes who bought the album probably don't go to the concerts because they, they're like, oh, I don't want to look like I'm going to a Michael Bolton concert, even though I totally want to go to a Michael Bolton concert. But I totally would go to a Michael Bolton concert. And he's still doing his concerts, by the way. So when he hits Seattle, um, I think you and I ought to go make a showing. But that's neither here nor there. I'm, so he- I'm shaking my head no to that audience. For those of you that can't see what's going on here, the head is being shaken no. <laughs> But he started doing like recordings in a, a church studio in Tulsa. He's from Connecticut, but he ended up in Tulsa doing with the Holy Spirit or whatever going on with him, like doing doing that kind of deal. And he started out doing heavy metal and hard rock. Did you know that? Mm, wow. Yeah, he 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 had his own album, self-titled al- album, which was Michael Bolotin. Um, but then he joined this band called Blackjack, and they were like heavy metal, dude. They were heavy metal throughout through uh, the mid seventies into the early eighties. So he he wasn't always like love and and all that. He was like hardcore, um, hard rock, heavy metal. Um, and he even his band opened for Black Sabbath. So we're talking some metal creds, right? Then he 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 wrote songs. So he wrote. How am I supposed to live without you? You know that one he does? He wrote that for Laura Branigan, who, who sang that. Do you know Laura Branigan, right? Gloria. Gloria. Right? Sure. 
So he wrote that song for her. And then he wrote another one um, called I Found Someone for Brannigan, but it didn't hit, hit the charts like, like the other one did. But Cher got that song and she played it. She actually did well with it. So he's writing songs for, for some, some musicians and he's, he's killing it there. And then in 1988, he did his own song that he wrote for Laura Brannigan, How Am I Supposed to Live Without You? And it like went, we reached number one on the Hot 100. So starting in 1988 is when he started doing his thing, right? And so throughout the, the late 80s and early 90s, he was like top of the charts for contemporary, adult contemporary and easy listening, right? And he did a lot of cool covers like Otis Redding covers and a lot of Motown songs, right? And then he won a Grammy for When a Man Loves a Woman, you can't tell me you can't play that one and 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 women be like, oh, that's so good, dude. That, that's a such a good song. Well, yeah, but did, it's a cover, dude. It's not an original. I know, but it's he's good at singing it. Okay, all right. He's really good at singing all his his covers. Mm -hmm. And then he did a lot of duets, including with Kenny G. He did a lot of duets with Kenny G because they got the hair thing going on. They got the sexy adult contemporary thing going on they totally like fit like peanut butter and jelly but he also uh sang with patty labelle with ray charles celine dion winona judd bb king um so he did a lot of duets he's like mr duet yeah, and then, did he do something with kanye west kenny g <laughs> did something with kanye west <laughs> no, really yeah well i don't know if that's a good thing but <laughs> In 1997, he did do the uh, contemporary hit of the Disney song Go the Distance from Hercules. That peaked number one U.S. adult contemporary chart. Um, so, yeah, that's that's his that's his deal. And he's been doing stuff ever since. Now, what I like about Michael Bolden now is people kind of make fun of him a bit because he's very adult contemporary. <laughs> but he, he kind of has fun with that. He even does like fun stuff with like the Lonely Island, I think they're called, where he's he's kind of this cinephile and he's singing about movies and they're thinking, man, Michael Bolton's really weird. We thought we were going to collaborate, but he's he's really weird. So he makes fun of himself and he's even got this Valentine's special that you got to check out. It's on Netflix called Michael Bolton's Big Sexy Valentine's Day Special, of which... uh you know, Kenny G may or may not make a cam, like a, a guest appearance on. So that's my point. It's called Michael Bolton's big, sexy Valentine's day special, which Kenny G may or may not make, make a guest appearance on not the other way around. One other thing I'll say about Michael versus Kenny is Michael Bolton finally kind of grew up and, and he got a haircut and he looks contemporary. Whereas Michael Bolton kept his, kept his dreads or whatever they are and they're not contemporary and according to this magazine article i was looking at like he keeps it the way it is because he doesn't wash it for like weeks at a time so you are you, a savage bro that's all i'm saying it's kind I of i think you got that backwards dude kenny g kept the locks and michael bolton got a haircut yeah that's what i'm trying to say did i not say that no you said the complete opposite of that well 
It's not about what I say. It's about what I mean. We've mm. established this. Kenny G still got the locks. Michael Bolton, right. Michael Bolton has a normal kind of contemporary haircut. Well, it's, yeah, I cut it. It's white and people stop listening to his music. He was like Samson, <laughs> like he, his fame came from his music. And once he cut the hair, it's like nobody wanted to listen to him anymore. Now Samson he's Samson probably stuck. washes his hair. Not stuck. like that <laughs> danky Kenny G who doesn't wash his shiznit. That's why yeah. it's all. No, he actually said that. It's like, I don't wash it like every, but every like three, three weeks at least. For at least, ugh, yeah, all right. I, you know, and I will give you the Netflix movie because I've heard from other people that that's actually quite hilarious and really. It is. He makes yeah. fun of me. It's makes all fun like of big sexy time, and he's singing. I mean, the guy's got pipes. He can sing just like Kenny can play, right? Yeah. And 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 Michael Bolton can sing, but he kind of makes fun of himself because he knows he's kind of a parody of himself nowadays. Especially, I think Office Space really. <laughs> Michael Bolton really took it. You must to also Bolton. really like Michael Bolton. Yeah. Yeah, his entire catalog, he called him a no talent ass clown, the whole work. I don't think he's a no talent ass clown. I think I like it. Dude, and you see his videos when he's like got his shirt like half undone in a desert with fire and horses running and shit. That's so good. <laughs> Yeah. If you were going to do like a parody 80s music video, it basically would be that video it would like be that. That of the adult contemporary is, 80s music. If you look at some of his videos, <laughs> they are funny because they were supposed to be serious back then. They were supposed to be kind of serious, sexy time kind of stuff, right? With with the desert and the horses and the, the aerial view in the desert, all that kind of stuff. And now you look at it, it's pretty hilarious. But I think that he knows that, and that's why he makes comedy kind of things like Big Sexy Valentine's Day Special, and he does kind of comedic stuff, because I think he knows that, so he can poke fun at himself. Whereas Kenny G, I don't see him doing a whole lot of comedy. He should do, except for SpongeBob. See, SpongeBob's funny. Everybody loves SpongeBob. Well, I will say, yes, Kenny G might not wash his hair all that often, but he also has not been sued for copyright infringement. So there's that. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> like uh, like uh, Michael. Okay, so one of them might be copyright infringer, but the other one's a stinky savage who doesn't wash his hair. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, can't. Yeah. Well, fortunately, you and I don't have to make the determination because I did do a Twitter poll. Ooh, already. So usually we do the Twitter poll after. Yeah. I usually, well, I, there's 14 hours left on it at the time of this recording. So I don't think it's going to change much. If it does, I uh, will make an update. Okay. All but right. There's only like 14 hours left. Oh, this is good. I kind of like this actually. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get the Twitter poll during the episode. During okay. the episode. So I have the Twitter poll. I thought we'd try something a little different and have the Twitter poll during the episode. Okay. All right. And what do you got? Kenny G does win. By a pretty significant margin, uh, 67 to 33. Oh, sorry, buddy. That's that. I, I, look, wait, I could defend either one. I'm, I like their entire catalog, so I'm I fine think, with Kenny G. I, I, I just had to make fun of that he's a savage and doesn't wash his hair like a caveman because I, I'm not representing him this time. But if it were the other way around, I would have brought up copyright infringement. But I like both guys. And the poll's not over. You still got another day. Well, think, 14 hours. Yeah. I think I think people like hating on Michael Bolton. <laughs> they where, do. 
I don't think people like hating on Kenny G as much. I mean, I think jazz musicians like hating on Kenny G, but people, just the general public likes talking smack about Michael Bolton. So that's probably influenced your poll there a little bit. Yeah. But here's the thing I do like about Michael Bolton is he, he, he accepts it and he has fun with it. A lot of musicians or people who have been big might their egos might be huge and then they're just all butthurt and they they don't like it but he's accepted he's kind of embraced it and he's done netflix movies making fun of himself that are hilarious and funny kind of fun videos uh with with some other artists kind of making fun so i i, I that's why i like michael bolton is as much as people kind of hate on him he, he he turns it around and accepts it and kind of like rolls with it instead of being all butthurt. So Michael, Michael Bolton, keep, keep doing what you're doing, bro. All right. Fair enough. Well, folks, um, you can always let us know what you think of these two uh, superstars by reaching out to us on one of our social media channels. We've got um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you know, technically we're on TikTok, though. No, we don't actually post Are anything we? to it. Yeah, I posted <laughs> just a, so legit. <laughs> I, I, I posted just one video on there, which is like our little promo video, and that's well, it. That's we're our only... on TikTok though. Yeah. Means we're told we're not old, and we got one follower. But that one follower happens to be my wife, so I don't know if that counts well much. <laughs> yeah, we just need to start like. <laughs> We need to start dancing in some mini skirts or something. I think that's it. We need to get. So we need to put on like a 1980s style, like leather mini skirt. We need to do our hair up with a lot of hairspray. And, and do a dance. And uh, do it's a dance. No more than four seconds long or whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. We all have the attention span and spans of gnats. <laughs> yeah. You're despicable. But happy Valentine's Day, you despicable people. <laughs> yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, people. Happy Valentine's Day. And with that, we will say we are out of here to go add some Michael Bolton and Kenny G to our Seduction X playlist for this year's Valentine's Day. See you later. How am I supposed to sex without you? Hey, we ought to put together a sexy time list, though. Like sexy time. I have a sexy time playlist. I use it. It's no, no, like an eighties and nineties sexy time. Oh, playlist. not not just my one that I normally use. My my seduction mix playlist that I have. Do Do you have one? Well, is it an eighties and nineties seduction playlist? No, it's a multi year seduction mix playlist. We'll just take the eighties and nineties ones out of that. There's not a lot of eighties nineties in my seduction mix playlist. I can come up with I can come up with seduction playlist. You'd have to add Michael Bolton to it. But you can't have it all Michael Bolton or all Kenny G. No, that would kill my boner then, actually. <laughs> I'd throw that in and be like, oh, that. <laughs> yeah, let's do it though. Let's have a let's have a seduction playlist for Valentine's Day.